0: to the Mike on much podcast i'm your host Mike mcgerman we're here with a friend and trusty producer max kerman we also have our pop culture aficionado shane cunningham and very exciting joining us a little bit later in the show is zach gray of the zolas they have an album come back to life coming out july 16th uh he's a bud of max's we just finished talking to him which we're going to air a little bit later in the episode he was great i'm a big fan of zach it was a great conversation
1: yeah zach's a great hang and uh you'll you'll realize why, why we made fast friends back at uh South by uh, Southwest a few years ago because he's uh, he's very very funny very smart he just yeah draws you in he's a great guy too
2: yeah I definitely feel like I'd be friends with him in real life yeah oh. absolutely mm-hmm.
0: he totally felt like he could be like, like a part of our crew mm-hmm.
2: and the nice thing is he listens to the pod too
1: so he feels like you know he knows you guys already like like that's the greatest thing about podcasts is that you're you're, you're pals with the people you're listening to
0: Guys, what has been going on, Shane? Uh, you're on a bit of a vacay. Have you been able to relax, or are you just yes. you working all the time? I feel like you're Mister Work, you know. So it's like if it's if it's not our conventional day job, it's <coughs> this family tree or some side stuff that you're hustling
2: on. How, how's you know, your vacation going? I've been trying. I've been trying to lay low, and uh, I was like, I'm not going to go on social media this week. I don't want to really? get riled up. Obviously, uh, obviously, last week's episode was uh, you know me responding to a bunch of comments negative comments about myself and that it it takes it out of you it's it's a mental toll that you go through when you start reviewing these comments and responding to them and you want to address everything properly or not at all do don't you feel and,
1: vindicated though D- somebody responded the person who you were responding to was like oh i'm sorry and, and kind of apologized and then
2: didn't, didn't her name like- is rocket queen 2020 2020- shouts yes okay, and queen, uh yeah. she did something that rarely happens it, ever happens, which is apologize to an online feud. It never happens. What what usually the the norm is you respond to them. And if they agree or feel like they can't snap back at you, they just leave you unread or never, you never hear from them again. But I, yeah, I have nothing but respect that they actually reached out to me and apologized, made me feel good. I'm still impatiently waiting for the rest of the people that I addressed in that episode to come forward with an apology. But I won't hold my breath cuz I do not think that will happen. But yeah, I did receive messages from other people too and it said that it 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 I helped them because they had felt the same way I had and that they were scared to speak up and feel dumb. And I do, I wasn't sure if I was going to get any messages like that but I did. So, I do feel good. But I'm definitely trying to stay away from social media and enjoy my time right
1: now. And um this is a note for all of our listeners. We we do love the feedback, honestly. It's like when we get like DMs on Instagram or Twitter. I'm sure
2: you do, Max. <laughs> <laughs> what do you
0: mean? Well, your feedback is a lot different sometimes no, than Shane's feedback. No, no, no. Like, Max is my hero. It's like, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but like it, if you want to chime feedback. in on part of the conversation that you find to be captivating or interesting and you have an opinion, yeah, l- let us know what you think because uh, we're we're well, curious. Please <laughs> do like it's <laughs> directed towards me. Uh
2: if it's about Max, yeah, like I enjoy reading comments. I I yeah. and and in
0: general like honestly maybe we don't say it enough but like uh like 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 comments and ratings and all that stuff on Spotify and uh Apple iTunes like it's awesome to know people are listening. Like we know people are listening. We we see the numbers, but it's like, it's when people engage, we're like, oh yeah, it's like, we're not just, sometimes I think I, I definitely think it's just the three of us talking. I forget sometimes that it goes out into the world and people hear it, you know, uh, it's like a real thing that exists in the world. And then it, it becomes very apparent when you do get feedback, whether it's positive or negative, uh, you just go, oh, right. We are like, we are putting something out there and it's being heard and very appreciative that anybody takes their time to listen to us goof around on here.
1: And another piece of uh, housekeeping, follow us on TikTok. We are creating some very fun TikTok content. So we're, we're available
0: over there. We're doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure when this will be out. Uh, maybe maybe it will be out uh, the day after or maybe a, a day after that. But tonight is the NBA draft lottery. And the Raptors have about a 7% chance to land the number one pick overall. There's a consensus pick if you're not an NBA fan named Cade Cunningham. Same last name as our pop culture aficionado. Uh, and I reached Cousins. out to Shane at the start of this season and I said... You know, if the Raptors, if the Raptors aren't good this year and they are in the lottery, there's a chance, there's an outside chance that you could be wearing a Raptors Cunningham jersey for the next half decade if we draft this guy, uh, and we are now in a position where we have a seven percent chance where we get the number one pick. We have a. Th- just over 30% chance that we get a top four pick. For a big basketball fan like me, this is very exciting. I'm very excited for tonight. I cannot wait to watch this thing. I'm having some people over in the backyard trying to bring some good vibes. There's also a chance the Raptors drop down to picking number uh, 11 or 10, which would be very Raptors-y if that happens, and the night will be disappointing very early. But it got me thinking, uh, whether you're a Raptors fan or not, uh, or give a shit about the draft lottery, the idea of lotteries in general... How do you guys view, like, do you guys buy lottery tickets, scratch tickets? Uh, How do you view the whole sort of endeavor uh, when it comes to lotteries?
1: Well, I was actually talking about this with some of our other friends. I was hanging out with uh, the doctor Matt Savelli yeah. and uh, Helen Birdhill and uh, <laughs> the Nut
0: for our, longtime listeners. The, the
1: Nut, yeah, and our other friend Dan, and they're all like gambling obsessed. It feels like a lot of our friends, especially uh, like now that they're in their 30s and have real jobs and are making like decent money. Like it's just nonstop, and some of them I'm not going to mention their names. Bet on literally anything. Some someone one of them who's one of the smartest people we know bets on marbles. I'm not kidding. He asked me, he was like, "Okay, I'm going to be." um, I know exactly who you're
2: talking about.
0: You know who I'm talking
1: about. It's like, please
2: tell me who who's betting on marbles. Tell me.
0: betting on all sorts of weird shit
1: yeah so, so it's like i'm okay hey max uh, what what country sounds better to you i'm i'm um i'm betting on amateur volleyball in eastern europe it's like <laughs> macedonia or slovenia this is like it's insane these people and also when you see like the kind of prop bets that are made during football games it's just like okay it's like you know heads or tails obviously is like a classic one but it's like i think that like you know, like James Harden is going to get three assists in the last two minutes of the third quarter. I'm like, you guys are fucking nuts. And anyway, I just don't have that gene, the gambling gene at all. And it was funny talking to some of these guys. I'm like, are your parents like this? Like, is this a genetic trait? And then talking to one guy, he's like, yeah, my dad grew is a horse trainer. Like I grew up at the horse track and I, all I did was I was like gambling on horses from the age of four.
0: But he did have a very stable upbringing yeah (laughs) oh stop
1: it Uh, i see what you did there um and (laughs) (laughs) i just love watching max
2: (laughs) process the joke washes over him
1: (laughs) i was like why did he say that oh (laughs)
2: um
1: and then another one was like yeah my parents were compulsive gamblers so i don't really have i don't ever fuck with the lottery i think my parents also like really talk badly about the lottery like anytime someone we had been in like a convenience store and somebody was buying a lottery ticket my parents would like roll their eyes and like mutter something to me on the way out so they kind of shamed me out of that kind of behavior um that's just me though but what about you shane
2: i like cash for life scratch tickets
0: <laughs> very specific the commercial the well, advertising was so effective when we were kids that i still get a tinge of like there's something about those cash for or or that that gimmick that's very strong oh
2: I do not like the bingo ones. If you have to scratch a lot and it's not matching three, I'm not playing it. I'll just scratch the back and get the barcode scanned. But the idea of having money for the rest of your life and potentially not working and it giving it to you in every two weeks, you get a paycheck. So it's somewhat responsible way to receive lottery winnings. You can get in the lump sum though, but yeah.
1: Ash is texting me right now, and Ash is a pretty like reasonable person. And she just goes, "Cash for life is unreal. A thousand dollars for life, amazing. Just a nice treat. Yes. <laughs> it's like you know, it's still just a lottery. Exactly. Right.
2: That's the way I look at it. I'm like, I can, I'll still, I won't quit my job, but I'll just have all this fun expendable cash. And there's something about that that it doesn't really feel like I'm gambling. And I, I only scratch them." On my birthday, I don't buy them. But if someone gives me scratch tickets, I'm like, don't give me anything else except for cash for life because I actually get angry at the other ones.
0: Yeah, I, I you know, it's I feel the same way. I'm not like a, I'm not a lottery person. We don't play the lottery, like the 649 or whatever you call it here in Ontario, uh, Lotto Max. Like the only time I, w- I find like Danny and I will be like, hmm, it's like every once in a while, the pot will get so big that it'll be like, have you heard? It's $80 million. It's $80 million. And everybody's kind of talking about it in the office or you're seeing like it's popping up on the news and shit. That is when like on the way home on a Friday night, I'll randomly find myself at a convenience store and I'm like, you know, I'll buy one just because whatever and then what you're buying though is you're not buying 80 million dollars the odds of getting we know it's less than like getting hit by lightning but what you're buying is sort of the ability to fantasize about what you would do with the 80 million dollars until the draw like right now i'm in a great mood because we could get cade cunningham tonight i'm i'm like hey this is our playoffs which is also slightly pathetic but i'm like i'm like (laughs) i'm excited for this the minute that pick is like sort of revealed if it's not the number one pick and a seven percent chance obviously the odds are not in our favor uh I I lose that ability to dream. So what you're buying is not the ticket, but the chance to dream for a week until the lottery is revealed.
1: You're totally right. Uh, To be fair, um, my neighbor, Dave, uh, who is my handy guy, he fixes everything at the house. He told me, he's like, hey, Max, I I just bought us a lottery ticket for uh, the $70 million ticket. And And he's like, it's for us. If we win, we're splitting. I was like, fuck yeah. I was like so pumped up. And I got swept away in that moment where I was like, yeah, me and Dave, we're each... Bringing home thirty five, and then I had the conversation with myself where I went and I'm like, would I really take the money, or would I insist that Dave just took it? You know, for him and his family. Where did you and his land wife. on that, Max? Um, I wavered, and I think I was okay with taking it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, one of the funnest conversations you'll have, like with your spouse, like I, I don't know, Shane, if you if you do this with Alex, but like that that like once or twice a year with Dana and I do buy like the, a swelled lottery ticket. Um, it's one of the, it's one of the funnest things to talk about what we would do with the money. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's just something to, to talk about and have a fun little fantasy.
2: Well, now you've piqued my interest. Uh, what would you do with the money? Oh, you like, talk. What's your thing? You do, you, you, a boat, right?
0: <laughs> definitely. But, well, it's like, it's different things where it's like, okay, if we only won this much or say a couple of us won the lottery, so I split it. But basically depending on the, 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 where the, the number lanes, we end up talking about keeping our jobs the same way you did with cash for life, where it's like, you sort of like you kind of have this you can upgrade your life with this extra money but maybe you maintain your life's routines and sort of keep the stability of the job but then you just have you live in a ball and house or whatever or you you know have a boat all of these sort of ancillary things because you know that you're sort of like your day-to-day is still taken care of and you have a sense of purpose and all that stuff that being said like 80 million bucks like I probably quit and like write a novel or at least Sam writing a novel and never do shit and float in my pool all day like (laughs) just waiting for basketball games to start
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do you ever think though like if you did win an inordinate amount if you would donate a certain like group of friends yep. a little bit of money There's family, I think about that, that so often and I think about how it would feel to be a person who didn't get that money. And if I'd ever be able <laughs> That's to That's where your mind goes again.
1: immediately. Like, I know they're going to cut me out. I know they're going to cut me out.
2: No, I'm actually thinking of it, of the person, if they'd want to talk to me. Because this happened with my wedding. There was a few people that didn't get invited that after the wedding, I became good friends with them. And I'm like, oh, I should have invited them. But then it was just, it was weirdness surrounding it because I forgot that I didn't invite them. So when I, the wedding would come up, it felt awkward around them. You know what I would do, I've
1: I've thought about this, Shane, um, when it comes to doling out money, if you like fall into like, you know, $50 million or whatever. I think the idea of just being like, hey, every one of my friend gets $100,000. That doesn't sound as appealing to me. What I would like to, sorry, you're gonna say vacation? No, nope, not gonna say vacation. Yeah. I mean, I like. I mean, for sure, I'll take whoever on a vacation. That that's fun. I would like to have. I feel like I have so many smart friends that aren't doing exactly what they should be doing because they are grown up and have responsibilities. And so I'd say, okay, can you like not work your job for a year and I'll pay your salary for the year? And you, but you have to go do the thing that you really want to do. So so it's just like because I feel like we have so many friends that if they had the financial freedom to really pursue their passions um they they would do it but they at the moment they they are they're just being like responsible adults which i also obviously respect um but i think that would be a fun exercise and just be like no no just do the thing you want to do for like the next 2 years or whatever
2: I, it's funny there's a, a guy on a podcast i was listening to he's an nfl player and he had family members pitch to him and that's how he responsibly gave out money it was exactly the same ethos that you have. that That's a good idea. But Mike, do you remember when uh, we had the office lottery and every <laughs> week we had to sign up for it? I completely
0: forgot about it until just now.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yes. So uh, there was one week where I didn't sign up for the office lottery. Myers and I actually didn't. And I come into work and everyone's jumping up and down because the lottery numbers were hit. Like not all of them, but it was one off and you still get, I remember this presumably. And, and,
0: and we thought that all of us would get 70 K once we split it. I think, I think, I yes. think what we, what we had won was basically, it was like a significant chunk, a couple hundred thousand, whatever it was. And everyone in the office lotto pool was going to get 70 K each. I think that was what the, what, what the excitement was that morning. If I'm remembering correctly.
2: Yes. It, it was something like yeah. that. And everyone's so excited. And I'm just so bummed. And I call Mark because I need somebody else. I'm like, Mark, did did you go in the lottery uh, this week? He's like, no, didn't sign up. I'm like, I think they won 70 grand each, like everyone but us. It's like, well money's not that important <laughs> he's like it is what it is <laughs> he just he just gave me this like really like serious stoic speech on how everything's going to be okay and money doesn't matter but you could tell he was fuming and living <laughs> 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 hey that's the guy who i'm
1: trying to get to quit his job mm-hmm. that's what i want mark to quit his job yeah, yeah.
2: yes uh
0: um, what happened there did did did, 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 did can't, the person that organized it did she misread the numbers because there was a weird mishap no
2: i I think it, maybe there was an, an a, a lot of people ended up hitting that week oh. or something and it ended, everyone ended up getting an extra hundred bucks yeah. and then all that money ended up going back into the pool. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember
0: there was like an, an hour that morning where everyone thought they were getting 70 K and I completely yes. forgot that. Yeah. You'd missed the buy-in like that week or whatever.
2: Yeah. I wish I was happy for you, but it was one of the worst hours. Of my. Life. I would have, I would have <laughs> gave you 10 K. Oh, thank you. To quit my job for a year. You give me 10 yeah, K. You can make it off. work.
0: Uh, <laughs> yes, okay, uh, guys, we got a lot going on today. We have a big conversation uh, with Zach Gray from the Zolas. Uh, and when we come back, of course, we'll have Shane's dessert. But right now, we are getting to Zola's uh, album, Come Back to Life, is out July 16th. Uh, we've all heard it, it's a very cool record. Um, guys, without further ado, let's get to Zach Gray of the Zolas.
3: I apologize. I'm. Uh, I, I had my second vaccine yesterday, and I am. I'm a shell of a man right now, and that's why I set up like on the couch.
0: Two things. Everyone, everyone yeah. I've talked to has said that that second shot uh, knocks them on their ass. Uh, secondly, you do look very relaxed. I was actually just going to compliment your setup. I was like, <laughs> "Is this your normal Zoom setup?" Because you're just laying on the couch, you're having a chat. No, this is very nice.
3: I went to great lengths to be able to do this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey um i was actually just reading an article about sort of like the branding of all the vaccines obviously that's a very hot button issue and mm-hmm. you know people who have pfizer are all like high and, uh, and mighty about it and then people who got az right. feel right. maybe a little sheepish yeah. did i get screwed over uh how, zach what are your thoughts on that what did you get or should we even say what you got oh, yeah. and how do you feel about that whole thing oh
3: i'll tell you yeah i, I got a <laughs> shit mix I got a shit mix. I got A Z at first, and then my second one was Moderna. Mm. So I'm I'm part of the. Um, oh, I didn't know that was allowed.
0: Oh yeah, apparently you yeah. get better immunity if you mix the uh, mRNA and the A Z. That's what they said. Um,
3: and also, I figured that if if A Z like falls off a cliff and and I really want to go to that Bruce Springsteen concert, then I I'd only be like <laughs> w- one. I'd be only be one shot away from being. Officially vaccinated in the states,
1: as opposed to being two. If I stuck stuck with AZ, yeah, that's right. That was my (laughs) Shane. Do you know what he's talking about with the Bruce Springsteen concert? Do you know what he's referring to?
2: I'm assuming they only allow people who have certain vaccines into the shows.
1: Yeah, it's a weird headline. They, um, I think they reversed it since though. eh, Zach, Uh, I think anybody can can do it. Yeah. But oh, but if cool. for for a minute they were saying if you had a z you couldn't come to the Bruce Springsteen on Broadway show. <laughs> <laughs>
3: wow,
2: very elitist.
3: Uh, well, well, no, it wasn't that. It was just a z isn't um, isn't didn't pass FDA in the states, so it's like oh of, of course okay. of course it wouldn't count. It wasn't really elitism. It was just like it's not so, recognized.
2: So Bruce yeah, exactly. Springsteen isn't an elitist.
1: <laughs> <Okay>.
2: <laughs> just to make, make this catalog, man. Yeah, he, yeah. Listen,
1: to class. he's a working class hero. Um, but but it's funny though that you say that because I think Ash pointed it out that you they're like Bruce Springsteen probably has nothing to do with this at all. They just like oh, used no. him as a reference point for like something that people who had AZ couldn't do, but he became the face of it. He was like, that was the only headline was like, if you have AZ, you can't go to Bruce Springsteen, even though it's like, as you say, Zach, an FDA (laughs) statement, right? The rule of law. You need the
2: clicks.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what is he's like 73? He's 73 years old, isn't he? Like it's, it's not like he's making any decisions. He's a, he's a figurehead.
0: (laughs) Um. So I wanted to know. Actually, I want to start with before we get into this interview. Is uh, is how you and Max know one another? Because Max is like my friend. Zach's coming on. We're doing this. We get excited. But how do you guys know each other?
3: I would like to try to remember where we first met. Uh, but I have a really bad memory for that kind of stuff. Uh, too. I don't know about you, Max. <laughs> no uh, clue. <laughs> no clue. Uh. Well, we're um we're uh, in. Canadian band. We're in bands in Canada that uh, that play in a relatively similar genre. So uh, it's not that hard. It's kind of a,
1: it's a huge country, but a tiny scene actually. Um, mm. But I do have a very early memory of one of our first hangs, which was at South by Southwest. We oh, had like a man. great night together. We had it really was awesome. Night. I think that's when we first really hit it off, and we went to a bunch of shows. Is March it was South by Southwest, and we kind of just hopped around. The thing that's amazing about that festival is that you just kind of, uh, you can go all over the city as long as you have this artist pass and just get into shows and stand in line in some shows. But that, that felt like a pretty magical night for us, sec. We talked a lot about hip hop that night. Well, it was, that was it. Like
3: the more, the more these issues come into like the zeitgeist, the more I think about that night in in different terms because like we were looking for, um, the black South by Southwest because we knew that it was it's a segregated uh, festival pretty much.
1: We wanted to go to the hip hop shows. Is
3: what? We well, wanted yeah, to I mean, yeah, I guess so. But but it uh, to me it was more than just the the hip hop shows. It's like it was a cultural thing. Like mm-hmm. there's two sides to South by Southwest. There's the uh, the sort of skinny jean um, indie rock side to it, and I guess there's also like the, the sort of big headliners, like if Dave Grohl is playing a set or something, that's a different scene. But like, um, and then there's the the hip hop and um, an R&B side, which is like, and each one, like the one of them is almost like the, the indie rock one is almost a hundred percent white. And the, um, the hip hop one is almost hundred percent black. And it just seems so fucked up to us that as hip hop fans, that, that, In in a in a country that I guess I don't know, it's just not surprising now. But like I remember being pretty surprised that there's this whole other side to this festival, and we just we wanted to seek it out.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: Remember, we almost like um, our lives almost changed forever that night. Do you remember that that group of girls that we met?
0: (laughs) 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 That is (laughs) hell of a tease. (laughs) (laughs) What do you know?
1: Remind me.
3: You don't remember that there were those there were those two girls? We were walking by them, and and one of them they're black girls, and one of them was. Uh, One of them said something about my shirt, and Mm. and immediately you were like, "Well, what about my shirt?" And we started talking. (laughs) I got insulted.
1: And (laughs) instant. Pay attention to me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, I thought it was actually a pretty good line. Um, And instantly, what was going through our heads was like, "These guys will know where to go, (laughs) like where to see good shows and stuff." Because we were looking, we were kind of aimlessly looking for hip hop shows. Um. So we, we asked them, we chatted with them for a long time. They were from Houston. They, um, they it was just, uh, and I think the two of us just sort of fell in love for about five minutes. Mm -hmm. And, and there, it was one of those like run Lola run kind of, uh, situations where like the future, if we've just followed this path, the future (laughs) showed up in, in, uh, freeze frames all the way up to like uh, old age. Um, and, and then we sort of re-
2: <laughs> retreated. I feel like Max has never thought about this night once, <laughs> <laughs> but Zach sees the infinite possibilities of old age and <laughs> the children.
0: Yeah,
3: it's true, it's true. Uh, and uh, and then yeah, we were sort of retreated back into the present and said goodbye, but uh, it was uh, it was. <laughs> I don't we're know. Maybe free. you have a maybe you have a lot of nights like that, and so it's not special to you, but it was
1: very special to me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true, Max? Uh no. I mean, I think you're both right. I, I do. We do get to have a, a lot of fun nights, but also uh, I have a bad memory, so that's why I probably I do recall that though. I, I think we were standing on the street that's right next to the highway. Am I getting that right? Was it like kind of like yep. that street that yep. runs along the side of the highway that kind of runs through the city that kind of divides. I think East, the East part in the downtown, I think it's like divides East Austin and downtown. I do remember that.
3: Yeah, we were not on the downtown side. We were, mm-hmm. we had just, had we gone to, we had just, uh, I can't remember. I, I can't remember. I do- swear
2: I've heard this story before, Max. Though. So at one time, I think this story might have been important to you because I think you told me this oh like this was but he just left me out ago was this he left me out of it probably four years three four years ago yes oh yeah you told me this before i remember this yes wow funny okay
0: maybe i did okay you know know what and actually max telling shane this story was a seminal moment in shane's life where he started thinking about (laughs) all of the
2: possibilities like max's life could have changed (laughs) (laughs) yeah um
1: so, Zach, we want to talk about the record. You sent us the record, and um, you did a very smart thing. Um, <laughs> you not only sent us the link, but you also mm-hmm. sent us a PDF. With I love this. A one... A one-sentence description. Describe it, Mike. Uh, maybe you can read some of them because well, I think it's uh, captivating. What I,
0: th- what I thought was amazing is like a lot of times when like sort of like music journalists do these interviews, you know what I mean? Whether they listen to an album front to back super in depth or they sort of, they hit a couple of the sort of the singles or whatever's available. Uh, Zach, you cleverly sort of took your track listing and you just laid out sort of uh, what you were going for or your motivation or sort of a synopsis of, uh, of what you were thinking for the song. So it was almost like a cheat sheet that it's like, here, take this. And then when I come to the interview, you already have a working knowledge of where my head was at, with each one of these songs, uh, which I, I, I've actually never seen, where did you get the idea to do that?
3: Uh, well, I don't know. If you guys are real journalists, I probably wouldn't have bothered. But you guys have families. <laughs> <laughs> you've got families. You've got day jobs. Like I, I don't expect you to sit down and spend a whole hour listening to our record. So, or, or if you did, that would be that would be rare. I think I don't think I would in your position. So it would be nice to just be able to sort of dip in to be able to dip in for the songs that sort of piqued my interest. Um, but I think I'm going to, I did it, I did it once before with, uh, then I sent, I made it for someone else. And then I sent it to you guys. And I think I'll just sort of send it to everyone. It's also kind of cool because it gives you like a real bird's eye view of the, of what the record's about, um, which is actually pretty tough to do sometimes with a lot of it, where it's something that you don't really bother doing a lot of the time. Um And it's like, it's a no brain, it's, it takes no brain cells to have like this bird's eye view. So yeah, if you read, if you just read it out, it's basically just, it's like, yeah, that's, that's what the album's about.
0: And it always works as this um, this enticing feature. I, I was more compelled mm. to listen after I read your descriptions of each song, and I did listen to the album front to back. I was I, I, I oh, cool. thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, you're coming on. I got to do it. And I think that when you read something like that, you do end up wanting to like. It's like oh, I want to get to that song because this is what he wrote about that song. It's almost mm-hmm. like the, it's almost like the way a trailer works in a weird way.
3: Yeah, I guess and I so many songs are are good at the after like the third listen because you sort of finally figure out what it's about and you realize how genius it is but um if i don't know if I'd, I'd rather skip you skip people
1: right to the genius part instead of
2: having <laughs> to listen to it three times
1: <laughs> you know what though um on that point though zach and you know, we, we seem to talk about tiktok all the time but i think one of the reasons why tiktok is successful is it tells people exactly what it is very quickly like with the descriptors audio and the visual thing ha- all happening at once, a good TikTok kind of like peels back the curtain and you go, oh, this is what this is about. And I think like that's why explainers are good on TikTok too. Um, mm. But anyway, this is this sort of, think about that when you're, when you're putting shit out on social media, TikTok specifically, because I think if people knew uh, and, and, and knew what that one liner was when mm-hmm. you're putting it out, people would be that much more invested uh, in, in the song in itself.
3: Yeah, the thing that I, that excites me about TikTok is not having to penetrate that al- the algorithm on all the other ones yeah. that like keep that holds your followers hostage from you.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure
3: I'm sure you guys have thought about that and and how backwards that feels. Um, but yeah, that, I I the one thing I'm not excited about with TikTok is that it takes like like an hour to do one.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. You'll get faster
3: though. You'll get faster at it. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm long for that. Ah, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find my angle on TikTok that um,
1: involves le- no editing. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, Once you get a little routine though going, like the editing thing that used to take an hour, like
2: takes 15 minutes. It just, you kind of have to like know the mm, shortcuts. Mm, okay. Did you direct the video for young DiCaprio or was that another person named Zach? That was another person named
3: Zach. Um, it was a guy named Zach and a guy named Sterling were the directors um, but it was actually it was a huge sort of team effort. I mean I didn't do any directing and I don't know anything about cameras but um, but it was a big like a big group creative session that came up with all the ideas so it was it was fun.
2: yeah <laughs> so wh- when the idea comes across the table that you're gonna be on a concrete cross, driving in a car are you like sweet or are you like oh my life could be over after this video gets released like if there's backlash because that would be the first thing that crosses my mind oh well there's no backlash is good you know that shane you know oh, you there's the <laughs> know. Every, everyone thinks i like backlash <laughs> you love uh,
3: it shane no uh honestly th- that idea was something that came to me like A long, long time ago when, I don't know if you noticed when, when tow trucks drive around with their, with their like lift thing folded up, it just looks like a big cross, a big crucifix behind them. And I, I remember, I think I was like in high school and I thought it would be badass to sort of do a music video where you're attached to that. And, uh, and it took me this long to like get the juice to actually do it. So, um, no, I always wanted to do it. I never thought for a second about Backlash. Um, and, uh, and I don't, we didn't get any,
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't know. I don't think people, I, I noticed
2: the comment section. I was just wondering if they were uh, edited or not.
3: No, no editing,
1: no editing. Wow. Uh, I don't, I don't think
2: You're people, great
1: ca- fans. I don't think people care. <laughs> I don't think people care about, uh, yeah, you have to be so uh, controversial. These, I feel like making fun of the church though. No one gives a shit about, I feel like oh. it's like open season on that right yeah like yeah. you can do as much like cross yeah because lord just did that right what did lord do yeah.
2: yeah what did lord do well she said she's like a prettier jesus oh, oh the lyric right. oh
0: yeah it is interesting how like this they like all the sort of like whatever like modern taboos modern taboos like, t- they've shifted so much you know like Sinead o'connor mm-hmm. ripping a picture of the pope on saturday night live and like whatever that was 92 or something like that Ended up literally becoming like an international sort of scandal, and now who who cares? like how do you, I guess the question would be for you, for you guys as artists is even if you were interested in being controversial and that's not necessarily like you know your lane, mm-hmm. um, but like mm-hmm. what would you even choose to do that would still be sort of artistic but controversial?
2: Yeah, dude, I would think, you rip up a picture of the pope?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> gladly, dude. She, I don't, I can't think of of someone gladly. more. More exonerated by time than Sinead O'Connor in doing that. She, 100%, <laughs> that's true. Um But uh yeah, I think about that all the time. Like what is controversial? And it's kind of it's always pops up in way in in places that you don't expect. Like Lil Nas X managed to be kind of controversial recently with that kind of devil Nike. The devil Nike? Yeah. Yeah. Which seems to me like how could that possibly be controversial? Like that is that's that's way less intense than like Marilyn Manson uh, which well now Marilyn Manson is totally unexonerated by time but um uh, it's funny <laughs> it's, it's funny Manson's how that works trouble. he's in trouble yeah um <laughs> but uh, but I can't see how how like can you guys figure out why that would be
2: uh, like why is that controversial? Was he, f- in the in the video, I've seen clips of it, but was he fooling around with the devil? Is that what it was? Like he was like, he was getting sexual with the devil? I think he might have been pole dancing. He might have been pole dancing
3: or like lap dancing. With right. Which we now. haven't yeah.
0: seen since South Park Bigger Longer Uncut when the <laughs> devil know. and Saddam Hussein were together. Uh, that was the last time that controversy reared its ugly head. So I guess it's
2: the idea of like entertaining the devil. Mm, yeah. Like, mm, it's, it's, I guess so. It's like you wouldn't want to make him happy. Hmm. <laughs> or well, her? I guess
3: it's. I guess <laughs> I it's know. sort of. It's hitting evangelicals on a number of fronts because it's the devil. Mm-hmm. It's celebrating the devil. It's. It's like look at look at how cool the devil looks. It, it's sort of mm-hmm. celebrating the devil's aesthetic. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> and, uh there's no argument. He has like the, the coolest aesthetic, but um, uh, <laughs> it's also it's also an openly gay guy doing it. So they they had a problem with that too. It was just a a big. Uh, and a Venn diagram that that of things to piss off at evangelicals. I think <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't I can't think of what's what would be controversial at, at all. Uh, I can think of things to be controversial, like to, that you could do to get canceled by people who are are quick to cancel people. But I
1: can't think of like what's controversial anymore. I don't know. Uh, Zach, you've been sending me some of these songs that are going to be on the on the record for the last year and a half, and I remember when you first sent it to me, I was like, "Oh, this is like a decidedly more '90s like Oasis kind of vibe than the last record." Yeah. W- what was the thinking? Be- I love it. What was the thinking behind yeah. it?
3: We got really obsessed with uh, the Train Spotting soundtrack and the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack from the '90s, and and I just realized that uh, that I'd always I'd never known it, but I'd always wanted to make um a record that made me feel the way that those soundtracks made me feel um and so we said we actually I think we I think we fucking did it but we pretty close um as as close as I was going to get
1: uh, Did you guys self produce is- it? Yeah. W- have you always done work like that within the band? Cuz that seems like a very daunting thing. Like I don't think I'd want to do that with our I'd like to have somebody in charge. Uh, to help navigate every conversation and and nuance. Uh, How did it work for you guys? No, I
3: love it. Because when I'm writing songs, I'm already thinking about production. So it it made sense. Um, We produced... uh, We had a friend come in and and help as he's a much better engineer than we are and he's got great ideas and he's actually British. So (laughs) that really helped. Um, And... uh, But no, we we self-produced... our last record and this one. Oh no, that's not entirely... Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Fuck, I, I kind of forgot. Yeah, it's kind of sometimes it's kind of you forget what's production and what's mixing. But no, I love I love producing uh our our music cuz it's like the only way to actually get it to where how you you know when you're when you're writing a song and you're in your bedroom and and suddenly this entire ecosystem sort of pops up around what this song could make people feel like or what it what it would what it could remind people of. And um, if you let other people produce it, then you, you may never get there. You might get somewhere just as good, if not better, but
1: you never get there, you know? Actually on that note, I had um, just on the production uh, line of thoughts here. Um, there's one question and I wrote it down, but I, didn't write the name of the song, so you'll have to identify what the song is that I'm talking about. Oh, this is All like right. a,
3: this is like a segment, a, uh, like yeah, a yeah, kind of segment. Yeah.
1: All right, there um, is an abrasive bass drone throughout the second verse, starting at one thirteen. Why did you guys do that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what song I'm referring to? It's the second verse. It's an upbeat kind of peppy song. I think it's on the back half of the record. And then it drops out of the pre-chorus and it, it's very, I was like, ah, oh, I was like, why is this, why is there this rub happening? And then when the pre-chorus happens, it, it goes away and you're like, oh, that feels really good. But it's like a, a very intentional move, which I respect and appreciate because most people would go, you can't do that. But you guys are like, no, we're, we're going to do it. <laughs> I think it was probably
3: the song Prep. Um, it's sort of yeah, like the, that like right. De- the death disco sounding kind of one. Um i don't know it sounded all right to me (laughs) i don't it uh i i you know how it is when you're trying to come up with um ways to present a chord a chord structure in a way that people haven't heard before it's Mm. always so tempting to find a a, to find a note that can carry all the way through that sort of makes you look at that chord structure differently but um and that one i agree it's like on the it's on the verge of not being okay (laughs) but i thought (laughs) of clashing it's on the verge of of like properly clashing but it it never quite clashes like i can still play it on acoustic guitar and it works so and that's Uh, usually you know that's usually the test
0: as a uh as an artist i was gonna ask you know max says said that you sent him songs throughout sort of the process as you're recording the record
3: he's so sweet he always makes it seem like like uh like he's waiting to hear them, which is such a nice thing. <laughs> when you know, and I do.
0: I do love your music, Zach,
1: and I
3: love oh, you. I, so. no, no, I, I know. <laughs> it's it's so nice, and it's but it's. Um, so yeah, uh, sorry I interrupted you, Mike.
0: No, not at all. I, my question was: is, is when you share music for feed, for, for, for like um, with friends, whether it's prematurely or sort of when it's in the process, are you? Do you find you're like you truly want opinions back, or do you just kind of want like people to say it's awesome, brother, keep moving, uh, or 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 you want to like get into it and someone to say like, hey maybe I change that. What are you actually looking for when you send out work?
3: I started adopting this attitude about our our music that... So I do like real feedback, um, but I also very rarely listen to it if I don't agree with it. Um, and I, I started basically... Uh, I remember hearing this story that Seth Rogen told about um, shopping super bad to, uh, to various film studios. And um, he was just basically saying how he like went to every single... Maybe maybe you'll recognize this quote. Um but he's he went to every he had just enough juice that he could actually get in front of all these film studios and everyone one of them one by one rejected it. They were like, What, you wrote this when you were sixteen, it sucks. They're they're we're not we're not interested, thank you. Um and the interviewer goes like, Did that um did that make you did that discourage you or did that make you feel bad? And he's like, Yeah, it made me feel bad for them because they were missing out on the best fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> the best fucking movie that's ever come across their desks and um and i think he was probably like 21 years old when when he was feeling bad for all those those uh production studios so um i thought that was an incredibly healthy way to think about your own art and uh and i try to i try to be like that and i try, also try not to to like uh, you know not everything i make has to be like my baby sometimes i just don't end up liking it that much that's okay yeah, and you um,
1: asked also practical questions too. You were like, "Hey, Max, what song would you lead with between like oh, these yeah. two or three things?" Like, and that that's just like sort of like a functional music biz question. That yeah, I but that that's who that who opinion. better to answer that than
3: you, the Sven Gali of of uh, Canadian <laughs> of Canadians, you know, music strategy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's your new title we're putting no, that in the Spengali. pod file the Spengali of canadian music strategy max <laughs> yeah i'll take it that's
1: great all right let's give him one more uh, hard-hitting question uh shane or mike take it take it away
2: how important is the word the to you <laughs> in, in, in your band name oh because i find with with your band name i feel like the the isn't like it would do better maybe without it, and with Arkells, I feel like it would be better with the the. Mm, and I'm wondering mm. how much or if at all you think about the, and if it's dropped in if you're being presented, does that piss you off or do you N-
3: not care? No, it doesn't piss me off at all. Like in our in our graphic design, the the just keeps getting smaller and smaller till it's basically <laughs> like the size of a like a tm, uh, like a trader. <laughs> um, no. I think there's something really strong about the letter Z. I um, I mean, I'm biased, but I, um, <laughs> I think it's, I think visually it looks good. And, and the, 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 the gets in the way in a huge way. It's like, it's quite annoying. Um, we named it that, or I named it that, like when, when we started the band, um, Tom and I, Tom was the, uh, one of the, the other founder of the band who's not in it anymore, but we, um, we couldn't agree on anything, as usual. And so we ended up just like agreeing to disagree. And he came up with the name of the album and I came up with the name of the, the band. Um, but, um, uh, and at the time I just thought that the bands were cool. It was, I think they weren't really in, in style at the time. Cause it was, wh- it was after the like white stripes and those, the bands, but, um,
2: the strokes yes. and the yeah. strokes,
3: yeah. But so it wasn't totally in yeah. style. But I, that's just what happened. I don't know. I just wanted a, a a name that wasn't taken that you could put big on posters. And that's I think Arkells is better without the, the as well because an A is super strong, much like a Z is. Or it's it's you know the the
0: mm-hmm. bookends of the alphabet.
3: Exactly, exactly. Um, and uh, and I think it's better. It looks better on posters with, without a the to get. To muddle up the business, but that was a very hard-hitting question, Shane. Was that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask Max. Is that what you were looking for? <laughs> yeah.
3: Great flow, by the way, Shane. I don't. I, I haven't. I don't watch the the episodes. I don't know what you what the the state of your guys's uh, look looks were until uh, until now. And I really like the flow.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah. This is a byproduct of the pandemic. Yeah, I had short short hair beforehand. Have you guys ever seen the uh, all
3: hockey hair uh, challenge uh, videos that come out of um, Minnesota? No. Oh, no. you guys are just gonna lose your minds. So, um, <laughs> there's this tradition, and I don't know where it came from, um, where in hi- high school, uh, Minnesota high school hockey, which is the, the the biggest thing in their in their whole world, um, all the for one tournament, and over the course of the year. All the the guys in the senior hockey team, they they basically, like, primp themselves up, and it becomes this sort of hair peacocking session to have the most hockey hair, the hockeyest hair possible, basically. Um, and so it started with, like, big mullets, um, and then it switched to, and then if someone can do a fro, then it'll be a huge fro, and... They they do like the skate up where they skate up to the the uh, <laughs> the uh, camera that's on the ice and they do like a little wink or like a little primp or something. It's <laughs> it's like a pageant, but only but for for wild hockey hair and and um you can find it on YouTube. There's every every year up until I think from 2012 until now. There's a guy who basically um, reviews all the performances from each team, and it is. <laughs> It's one of the um the most beautiful pieces of North American culture that I've ever seen. So I really recommend, <laughs> really recommend it. It's it's yeah it's, it's. I'm surprised. I mean, I'm kind of surprised you guys haven't heard of it actually because it's right up your alley. Your your I need to allies. check it out. Absolutely. What
2: what am I typing into YouTube for it? Uh, you know, I Minnesota. think
3: I think it's Minnesota hockey hair. Would that would probably do okay. it. I th- uh, but I think it's it's all the all hockey hair team i think is what it's called cuz it's like he's in, he ends up ranking them and and like picking various kids um it's it's just a wonderful uh uh wholesome and bizarre uh tradition
1: that they have over there <laughs> All right. Well, thank you Zach. You are part of a, an illustrious tradition of Vancouver Jews in showbiz. Uh, oh, what who else, who else I got? Well, uh, Seth and uh, Seth Rogen and true. Evan. And Evan, yeah. yeah I think that's, I, that's about it, I think, right? Or Nathan Fielder too. Nathan Fielder.
3: Fielder. You know what you know what's insane? Uh when I was in um in grade 12 uh on the improv team in grade 12, the our rival improv team had seth and nathan fielder in it wow did On you guys win, team? Team? win any, any battles <clears throat> seth nathan fielder jesse Cruikshank i don't know if you remember her yeah. she was like yeah, a an of
2: yeah. she's she, friends with nathan to this day yeah
3: yeah um she's got uh charisma to to spare and she um yeah their team they were just like a a murderer's row um for an improv team it was it was very depressing. They cheated, of course, but they were uh, they were <laughs> really. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. That's well, amazing. So so did you know those guys growing up?
3: Uh, yeah, a little bit. Just because you're in Vancouver, Jew situation is pretty small. Um, I knew Nathan better than I knew. Uh, I, I didn't really know Seth, um, but I knew Nathan. Um, you know, it's Shane's lifelong goal to meet Nathan Fielder. Do you know that? I, I do know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't have access to him. I, I think I. I don't. <laughs> Shane just leaves the Zoom. So don't worry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was know. he always the same, though? Like his personality, always pretty much how it is? Yep. Th- that was his delivery the whole time. He, he wasn't as like as sophisticated as he
3: is now, of course. Um, but the delivery was exactly the same. It was the same character. Yeah. Um, very it's kind of funny to think about that that's just what sprang out of him um <laughs> but yeah i i mean they're all they they're all incredible i mean about the cheating thing i we like to say at, at my high school that uh it's there's no it's no surprise that they all turned out to be writers because uh they um They were writing. It wasn't improv. It wasn't improv. They were cheating the whole time.
0: (laughs) They came in with bits.
3: (laughs) They they did. They came in with bits. Yeah. And we're still bitter about it over at Prince of Wales. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Because at first we thought you were kidding, but now it's very obvious you're serious. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's funny. (laughs) Well, the other thing is that my best friend now was also on that team. And so we spend, we've, for, for, over a decade, I've I've um, been t- haranguing him about them cheating. Um, no, I mean, yeah, they they were really good, and we were not so good. And so at some point,
2: you have to come up with a um, you have to tell yourself something. So has got to be a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like freestyling and rap. Yeah, if you're genuinely freestyling, and then you're up against someone who's pre-planning their raps. Exactly. You know, it's not fair. Ex- yeah. Exactly.
3: I mean. Like you know that radio station where people go on and, and that's like the famous thing to do? People are clearly yeah. I, I saw the most amazing one by Donald Glover, and he was just it was one of the best freestyles I've ever seen. But um <laughs> that's in quotes. Yeah. That's in that's in air quotes. He it he, it's clearly he's clearly not
1: not writing that on the spot, but it's still impressive. Yeah, Dame Lillard went on that show, is it like hot ninety seven or whatever it's called? And he was yeah. pretty pretty good, but he definitely didn't freestyle. <laughs> he probably had people like punching up his uh, his rhymes and stuff like
3: that.
2: That's what he did. Do. do you know who uh, Riff Raff is? Oh, of Joey course. High Roller Riff Raff. Yeah. So I... he went on the show and he actually freestyled. Okay. And it's it's kind of terrible, but at least <laughs> he freestyled and he didn't get any credit for that because people are just used to being blown away with yeah. awesome, perfectly flowing rhymes. Yeah. Who is this
1: again,
2: his name's Riff Raff. You have to look it up. Okay. It's awesome. Oh. Yeah, he actually goes in there and freestyles. Riff Raff
3: have- is. Riff Raff is the guy that um, James Franco based his character in Spring
2: Breakers on. Oh, okay. He claimed that, but apparently it was this other rapper called Dangerous. Oh, really? Like a U.S. at the end. Yeah, and that's what oh. uh, the director. Well, says Nick, Nicholas actually based
0: Cage. Nicholas Cage claims that that character from Spring Breakers is based on a character he pitched for the <laughs> villain <laughs> of Green Hornet.
2: <laughs> you heard the Howard Stern interview. Oh, yeah, absolutely. With, with Seth, that's I think so he's good. been telling that story around. I think
0: it's in his book too, as well. Oh. Yeah, it oh, is okay. the yeah. Bahamian
1: accent. I just got that
0: book. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yes, the Bahamian accent. Yeah. <laughs> are you a fan? Speaking of uh, Jews who rap, are you a fan of Dave the Show? You know what? Someone just sent me
3: their, um, their Hulu login so that I can watch it. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> oh, you're going to love it. Exactly. Yeah. You're it's the best. Die. Yeah. You is have is to. it? Oh, damn it. That sounds great. It's amazing.
2: Yeah. You it, know, it's, you're it, like, I'm
1: actually jealous for, for you because uh, of you, because it's so good. And you experiencing it the first time is going to be amazing. So it's just a comedy about an up and coming rapper. What, what's the pitch? What's the elevator pitch?
2: It's so much more than that. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's like um, *Curb Your Enthusiasm*, but like without the roaming camera and mm. like the writing quality and awkwardness and uh, comments on on what it's. It's like *Entourage* mixed with *Curb Your Enthusiasm*. I'll say that. Okay, yeah. okay, but artfully done. That sounds
3: incredible, actually. Yeah. Did you guys like *Entourage* back in the day? Because it's <laughs> of very, course. Oh, yeah. it's yeah, very, it's very entourage. not. It's not cool to say you did. No, it's yeah.
2: it, it's embarrassing to admit yeah. that. But in its <laughs> in its heyday, we would admit that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah me,
1: I liked it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, all right, buddy. We'll rest up. Yeah. Honestly, um, yeah, uh, thank Zach, you.
0: Thank you for coming on. Second shot. You said you went to a lot of trouble to even make this uh, this conversation today, which we very much appreciate.
3: No, no, no. I just meant I went to a lot of trouble so that I could recline the entire time. Oh, I had to. <laughs> I had to. I had to set up my like my an auxiliary <laughs> webcam on my with my phone so that I didn't have to sit in front of my computer. Oh, okay. so <laughs> no, no, it it wasn't hard to do. It was a pleasure. I was I I've, uh, I I love the show, and I've
1: I've always wanted to hang out with you guys.
0: Well, you got to come we'll back. Do, we should just hang mm-hmm. like, and we'll you know, do it
1: in real life too. Mm-hmm. When you come to Toronto, we'll do we'll do a live a live tape. Yeah, it'll be fun. That would be great. Yeah,
3: I mean it's gonna happen. It's all happening now. We're uh, we're we're free to roam. Ooh, all right, buddy. Shot. <laughs> all right. <laughs>
0: Thanks so much. Stay Thank good. you. Bye. Thank you so much to Zach for that conversation. That was great. Uh, we got to have him back on the pod. 100%. Um, Shaney boy, it's your time to shine.
2: The dessert. Okay, Max. So, this one's mainly for you, Mike. Feel free to chime in. But last week, as you know, I, I had a lot of adrenaline pumping through my mm. veins. It was hard for me to focus on what you were saying. But you had mentioned something very interesting that I had a bunch of questions for. Okay, well, why you fur- furrow your brow? You know, it's you stayed at. The bare naked ladies oh. Yeah,
0: we oh ed, my god. And I was listening back to the pod. I was like, we did not explore this enough. We came and not went. At all. <laughs> it's so funny. I you brought this I'm so glad you brought this up because I had the thought but didn't put it into action. This is why Shane's surprise is the best.
2: Okay, so I came up with ten questions, and Mike, feel free to add <laughs> no, to them. this is them. great. I, yeah, and, and, and Max, feel free to ignore okay. any. You can pass. On so maybe, okay, maybe if they didn't question. if
0: they didn't listen last week, maybe there's Zola's fans listening to this. They didn't listen last week's episode. Maybe set set them up here. Here, Shani, what did we learn last week's episode?
2: That you, Max Kerman, lead singer of Arkells, stayed at lead singer of Bare Naked Ladies, Ed Robertson's. I'm assuming it's a palace of a cottage. <laughs> And it was, I just had so much going on last week with that episode that I couldn't focus or care enough to ask you questions. And the second we we finished recording, I was kicking myself. Okay. Go. Hit me. Okay. Okay. So I I wrote these questions down. So if it sounds like I'm reading, it's because I am. Okay. You famously released Campfire Chords during the pandemic. I'm talking to you, Max. Did you play any songs around the fire with Ed? No, we, we did not. We There was music being
1: played. He's got like a nice, um, like rich person. band
0: like, that stays at the cottage? Okay.
1: No, no, like a Bose <laughs> like, system that has music playing everywhere. So if we, if whether we're like down by the dock or if we're in the dining room or anywhere, you could kind of hear the music being played. And what was on? We actually, there's some, it was a good mix of some Canadian stuff, like Bahamas, Donovan Woods, who's also a friend of Ed's uh emerson street dive uh, i forget the name of the band but some some band but you could tell the family enjoys listening to music together
2: okay part b to this question if oh by the you, way though
1: um ash is yeah. listening she did remind me that relentless from campfire chords was played it was it was we on there made mix. the playlist
2: made their playlist that's awesome yeah, yeah okay part b to this question if you were to sing around the campfire mm. and let's say you want it and Chickadee China was played, also known as One Week. I call it Chickadee China, but um, would you be able to do Stephen Page's part? Do you think? Oh, absolutely. This is the chorus. Really? That's the chorus. It's been one
1: week since you looked at me. Held hands, hands. I'm sorry. To no, wait. I mean no, legally. I oh, legally. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah
2: um like, okay <laughs> the rest of the bands they still perform that song it's yeah. ed wrote this but, but song. they have
0: to drop the chorus every time they get there it's just dead silence they just do the verses <laughs> yeah.
2: stop it okay keep going um how many toilets were at the cottage um and did you feel comfortable evacuating oh I've i did never heard that. it called that yeah that's weird no
1: i mean um how many toilets were at the cottage i i maybe i noticed Two, but I'm sure there was more. I, I stayed in a really nice uh, guest room, though, that kind of like overlooked the sort of like the front lawn area looking out over the water. Uh, really nice king size bed. I'm not going to lie. It was a king. It was very nice. Did you ever help out with the dishes? I did not help out with the dishes.
2: Whoa. I, wow. I didn't, no. And how many nights. nights did you stay there? Just one night. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. One night. Okay. That's not that bad. Who was trying to impress who more? Good question. <laughs> No, Ed's a very down to earth guy,
1: and Ed, but Ed's a great storyteller too. So, um, you kind of want to hear like fun stories about you know their career, their travels, or just like things they've done. So I, I think I, I was asking more questions probably because I, to be fair, I'm I'm the bigger fanboy. I mean, I think Ed's a fan of Arkells. Ed's come to our shows and stuff, but uh, but I think like you know the other thing about Ed is that he lived through like the '90s music industry, which is a much more like lucrative and much more sort of like classic rock and roll kind of scene. There's just like more money floating around. So his stories are
2: just better. Uh, You did no social media posts while you were up there. Was that a rule that Ed set in place or maybe you did, or is that more just like a point of pride or a credo amongst two famous people?
1: (laughs) (laughs) no it was uh i'm trying to think if i would have document actually i did sneakily do a social media post so we did a tiktok for the mike how much tiktok account i follow that now that was ed's boat me. that was ed's <laughs> boat me complaining about going to the cottage so the tiktok the turn is like the expectations of the cottage is of you like hanging out with the wind in your hair on a boat but the reality is you're just sitting in traffic that boat was ed robertson's boat um so i did um there was one thing that maybe we'll post, I, mean, I maybe I'll ask him, but there was, um, he bought his wife a joke gift for her 50th birthday, I think I can say this, uh, where he found a car on Alibaba, you know the, the website Alibaba where you can just order random stuff, Do you, are you familiar? Like yeah. yeah yeah um I am. and china has produced a a, a car it's but it kind of looks more like a golf cart with a roof on it that you can buy for 900 dollars. and so he <laughs> bought that for his wife's 50th birthday kind of as a joke um and i rode that around uh the green in front of the house
0: how was it that's
1: nice right it, it, uh, yeah, it's yeah good chinese engineering it's pretty, pretty impressive
2: um they say friendship is a two-way street <laughs> What is something outside of an Arkell show that you could realistically see inviting Ed or anyone from BNL to?
1: Oh, good question. I mean, we could go to a Raptors game. I, I know he's a big sports fan, so he, you know I've seen him at Raptors games. So maybe I'll take him on a Raptors game. That'd be kind of nice. Hmm.
0: Would you Would you feel comfortable enough with Ed to bring him on our pub crawl?
1: Oh, definitely. He he. Oh no, no, he doesn't drink, so no, never mind. Right. right. <laughs> but I think I am sure he'd be a great hang, regardless.
2: Okay, I'm always fascinated how singers tend to hang out with other singers. Uh, does Tony ever cottage with Andy Cregan or Tim with Tyler Stewart? Jim Cregan. Andy's the,
1: the brother of, of Jim. Uh, Andy is not in the band anymore, but Jim is still the bassist. Your Kevin Hearn is the keyboard player. Andy's not player. in the band anymore? No, no, he left a while ago. Kevin Hearn is Oh, he's is still the... on
2: their wi- Wikipedia.
1: <laughs> um you know what there is um I did mention this to um, to Ed there is a drummer party that happens every January with a lot of like local drummers from local bands around here and famously there's there's like no photos of it and I made the joke to Ed I was like if there was a lead singers party there would be many photos to share on social media the next day <laughs> yeah. but at the drummer party like I asked Tim I was like you Tim like send me a photo from your big drummer hang like we could post about it he's like didn't take any uh, I don't think anybody else took any photos either uh, which really you know speaks to everything um but uh in terms of keyboard players i don't yeah i'm sure tony has a bond with keyboard players but i I don't know of any cottages that tony's gone to specifically with other keyboard players no
2: and does nick hang with jim cregan at all (laughs) no i don't know i don't think they've ever hung out no okay uh yeah my last question was did you bring any gifts or groceries to the
1: cottage. Oh, we did. Uh, I did bring uh, some cheese boutique, some like fancy cheese that we had before dinner. So I thought that was sort of a class Did you
0: grab this cheese before or after we had Afram on the podcast? And did we have Afram on the podcast so you could get free cheese for Ed Robertson's cottage?
1: That's hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. It is true. They love cheese boutique. I think any any person of means in the G- GTA loves cheese boutique. So uh, they, were, they were very excited to see that arrive. Did
2: you pay for the cheese or not, Max? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) 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 I knew it. Yeah. yeah, All right. That's
0: it. That's all. That is our episode. Uh, By the time you listen to this, we'll know what uh, pick the Raptors are picking. Hopefully, it's number one, which will be big news, or it'll be like number 10 and nobody will be talking about it. Regardless, thank you for listening. Give us a rating. Check us out on TikTok. All that business. That's it. That's all.
2: See you next time.